If you saw the Calgary Flames general manager job posting on a job board, would you even apply? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zararis, whose Rangers are up 2-0 on the Devils, and that's just all we can ask for. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We're here for you, your team, every day. And today we're going to do something, uh, you know, really break down the pros and cons of this job vacancy with um the flames and give you our kind of pick each other's brains about what what would we ask going into this because you should always have a list of questions prepared for a job interview and um i think this one's more of a novel of questions but you know nick how are you I'm good. It's beautiful outside. It is playoff weather. I, I've been wearing shorts and a t-shirt all day. I went to the gym. I'm having a delightful Friday. It, it, playoff, going to sit inside, watch playoff hockey with the windows open tonight. So excited. An absolute blast. And, you know, I think uh, we're going to have a little bit more fun than uh, anyone who's just on the hunt for a general manager. Um you mentioned that we're going to do a breakdown that we see in the athletic when it comes to college football coach vacancies. Yes. So to start, we're going to talk about um, the pros of getting this job and take it away. So obviously there are only 32 of these jobs in the entire world. Sometimes if you are that desperate for the job and it is there, you will take it with the conditions uh, looking around, even if it's less than ideal. This is a scarce job. Even if this is not ideal, you, you heard what Maloney said at the press conference the other day. He's had people he hasn't talked to in years text him and say, hey, I think I could do this job. They, people will be circling. People will, people will take this job, even though the cons, which we're going to cover in the second segment, are there are a lot of cons to taking this job. Right. This is one of the 32 jobs. They, they do not come open that often. The average NHL GM gets about a five and a half year tenure. You'll have guys who outlast that, like David Poyle, who will do 20 plus years. You'll have guys who royally mess up and be out of there in three. It really depends on how it goes. And coming into this job, one of the other pros, aside from just the it's a scarcity and you need a job, you need a job. There is an established core of veteran pieces here. You have at least most of them under contract for one more season. So you can kind of get a trial run. And if it doesn't go well, then you could reassess at, at the deadline next year and say, well, these guys are on expirings. What can we get for them? Then the year after that, you've got two more key players that are on expirings that year. That'd be Toffoli and Lindholm. And you see where you're at from there. That's one of the other pros. In addition, um, you don't need to go out and get big pieces. Like, no. yeah, the Flames definitely need a star to kind of move the bus along. It's a real issue for them this year, especially in terms of just finishing talent, which is something you'd associate with a marquee, a star player. They've got 
most of the archetypes filled. You got their 1C, they got their first pair of defensemen, they got the goalie, they've got the power play quarterback who doubles as the number one defenseman. You've got a, you've got your shutdown defenseman in Uyghur. You've got a solid 2C in Kadri. Then you start getting into the nitty-gritty of the roster, and maybe you say, well, we need this and that. Your big building blocks are in place. There are a lot of jobs that will be available this summer or down the road that don't have the big building blocks in place where you need like a multi-year period of like three to four years of accumulating talent before you can even make an honest attempt at it. From what the Flames said in the press conference the other day and the way the roster is currently constructed, that's not going to happen. This team is going to expect to run it back with largely the same team and the results will be better because they can't possibly be as bad as they were last year. I mean, they sure can, but... We're going to stick with the positives. Uh, For now. For now. For now. You know, the season ended up like nine days ago. There is still months ahead of us. But I think one of the biggest pros here is that you aren't necessarily cleaning up someone's mess. Yes. Like, you know, yes, there are contracts. The team has needs, but there aren't awful contracts on this roster right. like, like Huberto's and Cadres might age poorly the late the longer on you go yeah but for right now there is reason to believe that you can get something close to the value that they're going to play mm-hmm. at for at least the next year or two beyond that anytime you start talking about guys 32 33 34 years old that's where you really start to hit the cliff in hockey production but right. for the next year or two at least you should be okay in terms of your books yeah and I think that you know, everyone is obviously ex- excited about, you know, Lucic not being on the team anymore. And at this point, that money is already spent. But yep. it also just opens up an opportunity for other players. And it this is – we'll get more into the cons, obviously, later. But, you know, you're not necessarily stuck playing these vets that just – sit on your fourth line there's yeah. an opportunity for adam razichka to come in for walker doer to come in and i think that 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 should excite people kids are uh, prospects and unproven players at least give you something to hope for yeah. you know what you're going to get from trevor lewis and milan lucic every single night yeah. a walker doer you don't and adam razichka you don't the unknown is at least interesting it's tantalizing yeah as opposed to doing the same thing over and over again. Other things I have down for the pros, uh, you got a strong and loyal fan base. Uh, yeah. The Flames, Flames 14th, 6th, 10th, 8th, 10th, 7th, 6th, 7th, 7th in attendance the last 10 years. That's pretty strong results, even though they've only made the playoffs half of those seasons. Yeah. To be consistently top 10 in attendance, that's something to be, that's something to be like, okay, I'm not going to have a hard time filling the building because that does right. matter. If you're really going to try and sell, you know, the owner on, hey, we only need you to tweak one or two things. Okay, well, do you have the fan base that's going to show up on day one? Or are you going to yes. need to have a really good start to the season to get people in the door? Kind of like what happened with the Devils this year, where yeah. the Devils really kind of started slow. They got on that crazy heater. They want, they, I think they finished with 110 standing points. By the end of the season, pretty much full every single night at the Prudential Center. Yeah. And the other part of that, another part that goes into that is, You've got a relatively established place in the pecking order in the Western Conference. 
It doesn't. It's not going to take much to get you over the hump from where you were this year to next year. Oh. You think about Winnipeg is going to probably end up having to trade Pierre Luc Dubois because he wants to leave, and they can get something for him now as opposed to him leaving. You think about the Sharks and the Ducks still quite a while away. The Coyotes still a while away. Oilers okay. Seattle, we'll see. I think Seattle will be okay, but I don't know if they'll be as good as they were this year. The Kings are ascending, but they still haven't sorted out the goaltending thing. Mm-hmm. But in the Pacific, at least, you feel like you don't need that much more to get over that hump. So you've got a lot working for you in the um, the abstract. Like if you're looking at this just on paper, there's right. a lot that about this job that's like, okay, I might not have reservations, and we're going to talk about some of those reservations mm-hmm. very shortly, but I can see a really quick path to success. And it's different because the path to success, prob- in this case, probably isn't the Stanley Cup. It's a, two rounds in the playoffs, maybe a conference final maybe. if everything breaks right. But that would be considered a success by coming into this job and taking over a team that did not yeah. make the playoffs, which is kind of where we get into the, the recurring theme we always talk about. Of Are you actually trying to win the Stanley Cup or are you saying you're trying to win the Stanley Cup? Right. And that's, you know, just a big difference. We've seen how some of these teams uh, have carried over from the end of the regular season into the postseason. It is an entirely different game right now. And that's how it always is. So, you know, you never know when luck couldn't be on your side. And I I think the Flames could use a little luck. And that's what it's going to take uh, in order for them to kind of pick themselves back up. But coming up next, we will absolutely be talking (laughs) about the cons of the job because the list is endless. But before we do that, um, I do want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need your parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, it will you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. That's what we love to hear. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and at the right price on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today on Lockdown Flames. Uh, it is... It's always a pleasure to have y'all tuning in, um, whether it's first time or a long time. It's uh, great to have you here. And just make sure you're still subscribed because technology is funky. Yeah. When you sent me the, like, the idea for this show, my brain just started immediately going. Like, it is so easy to look at this and be like, here's all the cons. Oh, I mean, you think about it. The the previous GM left because of the cons. He said they wanted Brad back. They talked, they offered him a contract, I think the last time in December. He had an entire four months to think about it and said, I'm good. 
And like we talked about in the first segment, there are 32 of these jobs. Right. People will take a less than stellar opportunity if it's their one opportunity. So exactly. you think about it from that context of just the guy who was just doing the job walked out. Kind of like you think about, um, what's it called? Rick Bonus taking the Winnipeg job after yeah. Paul Maurice walked out in the middle of the season last year. Like it won't take much to do better than the previous guy in some respects. But at the same time, if the situation is that untenable that the guy before you who knows that there's only so many of these jobs going around yeah. – says i'm good that should give you a little bit of pause no matter who you are no matter if you're super experienced or if yeah. this is your first real opportunity now the challenge is going to be and it's very clear that you don't have a linear power structure here you have a situation where the coach can go around you to go to people above you and that creates issues you don't have real accountability if the coach does not face consequences. I don't know if you read it or not. I think it was in Pierre's column. It might have been in Elliot's column that Daryl, excuse me, Brad wanted to fire Daryl in season yeah. and, and ownership said no. And there's two parts to that. One, and I have it both here, and they're both under the how are you how are you stuck with Daryl? It's is it that they don't want to pay him the rest of the money? Or to not coach, or yeah. is it that they think they can do something with him, and they just need a they need a little bit better of a mix of players around him to get better results? Because those are two very yeah. different things. If it's no matter what, you're at least got to finish the season with him, and then if we fire him after the year, we only pay him one year to not coach. Mm -hmm. that's not as that's not really great uh, it's one of the questions i have in the third segment is yeah. how long do i have to give this a ride it, if we get to december and we're we're floundering can i get rid of him or are you going to insist I'm, I'm riding out the year with him that's the single most important biggest con you have is you need your guy when you are a general manager you need a guy who you line up with philosophically right because when you don't have that alignment you run into issues. We talked about it all season. season. Daryl coaching to win every single game, not giving young guys an opportunity to make mistakes versus the general manager calling guys up, not getting them in the lineup. You think about how long Peltier sat before he finally got in a game. You think it's about like Matt Yeah, you, you think about stuff like that. And it's it, it's frustrating because mm -hmm. you're going to come into this job and there are a lot of people out there, names floating around out there. There are guys who are still employed by teams yeah. who, based on how the first round goes, might be available. All of these guys are going to be thinking the same thing. How much of this is actually my team? Because if I'm going to take this job and I'm only going to get two cracks at a coach <laughs> and you're already picking the first coach for me, that means my timeline to get this going better is shorter than other jobs that might be yeah. available. Yeah. And, you know, I think like, you know, do you want to work somewhere where there's just like this constant power struggle and it's not necessarily like, okay, I'm going into this expecting for everything to go my way. Like I'm the general manager. So they have to listen to me. No, it's about stepping into a leadership role where you can work. Um, collaboratively have, yeah collaboratively and know that you know you're, you're not, not being undermined it. right like it's not going to be like you're just filling a seat like yeah. you're actually going to have a say and a seat at the table and your opinions matter it and i really think last season there there was none of that it yeah. truly was just what daryl wants he's gonna get because Tree Living doesn't have anything, which he is very He doesn't have the authority. Odd. He it's, doesn't have the authority. It's a shame. You know, I think that 
do you want to be the general manager that comes in after this met, like after tree living leaves and then, you know, the conversation continues of, or the narrative continues that like Calgary is just a dumpster fire and it's, you know, Daryl Sutter's way or the highway. It's just not, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter is just Daryl Sutter. And do you want to be in an environment where you're asked all these questions and your coach won't even step up to the mic at the end of the season and own his piece? Yeah, yeah, that it's an, that's another component of this is when the blame gets thrown around, am I going to be the one who gets thrown in yes. front of the bus first? Or are we at least going to be our relationship going to be in a place where, okay, we can mutually take some blame for this not working out because the way it's gone, you would think that this was entirely the GM's fault. The way the off season where the way the off season has gone so far. Now there's still, you know, uh, Maloney said that they had started doing exit interviews that he was going to have a meeting separately with Daryl based on how the interviews went to give him some feedback. But until you get an idea of who the candidates are, are for the job, you're not putting your best foot forward if you're saying non-negotiable, Daryl's the coach no matter what. If you bring someone in, if you bring someone in, you sit down with them and they want they you get they are going back and forth with you. You feel like they're okay, but they say, Do I have to keep him or can I bring in my own guy? You can't just totally rule it out out of principle. You yeah. need to be that's another component of this process, the interview process that I think is really important. That no, even if you have a guy in mind, talk to as many people as you possibly can. Interview 10, 15 candidates even. Get as many different ideas from as many different organizations as possible and see what people are thinking about your team from outside. Because if you yeah. bring somebody in from inside and just promote them because they've worked with Daryl before and you know there won't be any issues, you're reinforcing the, pro the pre-existing issues. Yes. These are opportunities to reset. You only change your general manager, your coach, when something doesn't work. When things are working, you don't change that. Change so because th something is fundamentally not working, you have to change something. Yeah. And I just, I feel like it's like with toddlers, when you're trying to teach them, don't touch the stove, it's hot. And they touch it. And then, okay, like, this is your consequence. And it just keeps happening. Because no one is reinforcing just the negative behavior. Like, okay, you have to stop. Otherwise, everything's just, like, the same thing's going to happen time and time again, again. Yeah, And, like, when you're training a dog, you give it cookies to make sure it sits and listens and, you know, comes to its name. We have to stop giving Daryl Sutter cookies. He doesn't deserve them. Oh, we get it. Old dogs can't learn new tricks. We have quite literally seen that with Daryl Sutter. And... If any sound-minded individual wants this job, ownership is going to have to realize there needs to be some flexibility. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, you know, as soon as they're hired, Daryl's gone. You give him a trial period. Or not a trial period, but like a leash. Yeah. If you're in a horrible place in December that that's truly on the coach yeah so 
Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. You need an, a situation where someone's coming in and you're going to be honest with them. Do you want to win or do you want to win on your terms? Those are two different things. We talk about it all the time. Do you actually want to win or do you want to win your way? Because those two things are not, they're not mutually exclusive. No. They do not align all of the time. If you only want to win, but Daryl is your coach, you are probably not going to be able to accomplish that goal. So then you can't say your goal is to win. Your goal is to win on your terms. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, you have to do what you have to do to get there. And we'll we'll just watch this all unfold and watch it go how the Jeff Ward coaching thing went. They didn't interview a single soul. They're going to interview five people from within, like, the organization and, like, one person from outside of it and go with someone internal because it, it's less likely to cause a rift. And it's just – it's going to be great. And – We'll be here talking about it here oh, on yeah. Locked On Flames because of where else are you going to get your news coverage, right? Uh, and make sure that you are following us on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and at Nick Zararis because it's it's playoff hockey. Yeah. It's, it's time. You know, you don't have to stress about the Flames doing something dumb. Well, they, they might do something dumb, but... At least not on the ice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, the questions. This is always, like, the most awkward part of any interview because I feel like it's always, like, so, like, what's the actual starting rate? Is there, you know, any sort of compensation for, you know, benefits or anything? Uh, what What are you doing when you are presented with this opportunity at the table to sit, I'm guessing that in a conference room at the saddle dome or a different facility in Calgary. What do you, what is your first question? Is it cost or is it, you want Daryl here? That would be my first question. Cause if it's the, if it's the first one where you just don't want to pay him to not coach, that's already kind of going to sour me on the entire idea of taking this job. Cause you don't care about winning. You, you yeah. care about, you care about your money, which you're an oil guy from Alberta, Canada. You you have more than enough money. If you're that stressed about $8 million, maybe you shouldn't own a professional hockey team. That, that, just that, an idea. Just, just an, You don't have to own a professional hockey team. You could sell it anytime you want. You'll get an easy $2 billion and you'll be on your way. Yeah. Actually, no, this is an NHL franchise. Like $800 million a billion, but I digress. Yeah, you know, I think that's truly the fairest question to ask because i mean i want to know what was said in those exit interviews yeah what what your plan is to improve these things without me here in the room like what are you going to institute to make sure um there's none of or limited rifts in the room or whatever the issues were because at the same time like i can't go into a situation and fix it yeah. If there's no plan. And if you're trying to patch up, you know, dynamics and whatnot, you're going to need a lot more than just a conversation yeah. at an exit interview. You need a lot more. Yeah, no, because ideally you would like your coaching staff and your front office to do exit interviews with your players. But you want to get as much information as you possibly can when something doesn't work. That is the way you pref- that is the way you um, 
That's the way you're held accountable. Where you sit down with somebody and you say, we both know this didn't work. What can we do going forward to get better results? That's as simple as it is. But from what I understand, Daryl wasn't a part of the exit interviews. It was just the front office. So that is part of this. Another question I have. Do I get to do my own exit interviews or do I my uh, I actually in that case, it would be entry interviews because it would be that person yeah. starting. But do I get to do that with the team if I'm going to take the job? Because I want to hear their feedback. I don't want it secondhand from you. I don't want to read your notes. I want to sit down with these guys. I want to do Zoom calls with these guys. I want to hear everything they think good and bad about where the organization yeah. is and what we can do to improve. Next, what's our goal? Again, do we, are we here to win? Are we here to win in a way that makes the owner happy? Yeah. Because again, if you are, if you want to win in a way that makes the owner happy, sure, you could probably keep this job for 10, 15 years by just being a fringe <laughs> playoff team. Do you actually want to win a Stanley Cup though? If you do, then you have to be you you have to be open to doing things you're uncomfortable with. He doesn't have enough time on this yes. planet to, to keep this general manager. He doesn't. Years. He doesn't. And, you know, that sounds, like, really bad, but, like, he's, like, 80-something years old. If you want to see – was he the owner back in 89? Yeah, he bought the team in 84. Okay, so he got his Stanley Cup early on. He probably doesn't care. If he was chasing his first one, then maybe there would be a little bit more, you know, pressure applied. There would be a little bit more passion behind this chase but it just it doesn't feel like it just feels like you're coasting it's yeah. like me in high school not even high school like middle school into early high school just whatever doing the homework maybe studying for a test I don't care I'm not taking any AP classes here you go I'm done I'm not applying myself I'm not living up to any potential or my full potential like you're just existing yeah but there's so much more you can do yeah, that, that's really the thing. And my, the last question I have here, and I think it's probably the second most important one, is are you okay with taking a step back as a team if it means making the long-term future of the yeah. team better? I'm not saying bottom out entirely. I am saying <laughs> hockey trades. I am saying trading for trading older guys who only have a year or two left on their deal for guys in their early 20s, mid-20s with team control to kind mm -hmm. of set up a multi-year window here for yeah. kind of not re not rebuilding, not even retooling, just refining the roster. Because mm -hmm. the way it's constructed right now, it's missing some things. It needs yeah. more finishing talent. It needs better defensive forwards. It needs yeah. – I would argue it needs a little bit more speed. There are It needs a few things. So are you okay with trading guys who you're familiar with, who are making a decent amount of money, for younger guys who may not be as proven but need more ice time because they're in other teams' bottom sixes or they're in positional log jams? Are you okay with taking a step back and making the team better? Yeah, and are you okay with money laundering with Arizona? <laughs> I mean, you know, I think – I really think that this is going to be an interesting process. I, I don't really, I shouldn't say I don't have expectations. I have my own personal expectations, but they're not more than likely not going to be met because this ownership is just like, okay, no. whatever Daryl wants. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because Daryl is such a great guy. He is a great guy. You listen to him talk about how important it was for his son Chris to be in like the best place with medical care and 
you know, how involved he is. And you just want to shake some common sense into him and say, this isn't the 1950s anymore, bud. We need, we need to get with the times. And I guess my biggest question outside of that would be like, what if I hate it here? Like, what if I'm just That's so- why they compensate you. You get a yeah. nice check, you get benefits, and you get to be one of the 32 guys. Yeah, I will go right off into the sunset um, and go hang out at Lake Louise and just enjoy my time on my lease, my nice little penthouse in Calgary, and hopefully find another job because- Don Maloney, I'll take the job. Give me a call. Yeah, seriously, like this, this is a perfect opportunity for someone from hockey Twitter to get plucked into a front office. Me, the evolving wild twins, Jay Fresh, Corey Schneider, and Micah would do a better job than Chuck Fletcher. No doubt. Not a doubt in my mind. We would do better than Chuck Fletcher. 100%. And I don't know. How how do we, how do we make this happen? How how do we... Uh. Everybody on Twitter, instead of buying a blue check mark, gives me $8 and I pull it all together. Exactly. Um, Yeah, but what are your questions for um, the owners? Let us know in the comments and um, leave us a five-star rating and a nice little review with, you know, some of your questions because, you know, we could sit here for two hours. I haven't even talked about actual hockey. I have only talked about the off the ice stuff because I haven't asked, well, are you okay with trading this player or that player? What's our salary range? Can we build out our front office more? Can we get more analysts? There are so many questions I have, but until we address the biggest two or three, you can't get down the list. No. And that's, that's the frustrating part because you just, you want more, you want more, you want to be able to give the best you can to this team and, just turn it around, but it feels like there's a giant Daryl Sutter sized roadblock in your yeah. way. Yeah. So, like I said, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. We want to hear what your questions would be, and you know maybe some of your pros and cons because again, we could sit here for hours and yeah. riff because they just all spiral out of control and it's easy. So make sure again, you're subscribed and we will see you on Monday and enjoy your weekend.